Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Black Friday. I wonder, are you out there right now listening to this podcast, shopping for wonderful bargains in line for a, for $50 off a television? Maybe so you can go home, put on Netflix and watch Mad Men. Maybe you're on Amazon right now looking for bargains. But I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving for everyone listening in these United States of America. I know I had a great Thanksgiving, and I can say that because this is definitely not being recorded on Wednesday. This is definitely after Thanksgiving. Anyway, that's not important. Uh, the, the important thing is this episode that I just watched. Yes, the episode of Mad Men um, titled The New Girl. Now, The New Girl, on the surface... We could say that the new girl uh, is Don's new secretary. But there's a little more to that. There's a little, is it subtext? Is that what it's called? Um, to me, that is what the quote-unquote new girl really about. And I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. But let's, let's start at the beginning. And again, I jump around all over the place as far as storylines are concerned. Um, but this episode starts with uh, Pete and his wife. And I don't know her name. I keep forgetting her name. Is it Trudy, maybe? Um, they're at a doctor, a fertility doctor, because they're trying to have children and they're having issues. And so there's little interview moments where, you know, they have to interview Pete. Uh, have you ever had a child before? He's like, nope. Well, Pete, that's actually not true. Um, but he doesn't know it. And really it's, it's shows that they're trying to have kids. They've been trying to have kids for 18 months. And the doctor was interviewing Pete, maybe about stress with his in-laws, stress with the world, stress with his dad just dying, and Pete just kind of brushed it off. Um, later on in the episode, I'm just going to get Pete's story out of the way because who cares? Uh, not that who cares, but it's not. It's a small part of this episode. Later on in the episode, he uh, is with some uh, 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 dirty magazines so that he can uh, give a sample of himself to the doctors. Uh, and I thought whoever whoever's idea it was to cut from him just about to open a dirty magazine to uh, Roger playing with a ball on a paddle, those like bouncy ball on a string on a paddle, genius, genius, well done. Uh, and later on in the episode, Pete got the results that uh, he is, you know, everything's swimming fine. Everything's going swimmingly for Pete. And he was like, great, that's wonderful. And his wife was, you know, great, it's, it's, I guess it's me. Pete's like, yes, now we can figure out how to, do, how to deal with that. Like he didn't even have any feelings towards maybe it, you know, it, it hurting her. Um, I don't know if that's the sign of the times or just that Pete is a psychopath. Um, but he, she kind of storms off and he's like, get back here and sit down. And I'm like, do not listen to Pete like that. God damn it. That little shit. Um, he's like, do we even want kids? Blah, blah, blah. And then they end up just going out to dinner because they don't want to eat there. Um, and she's like, I'm sorry. She was apologizing for getting upset with him for, for walking away. Ugh, ugh. You can do so much better than Pete. <sighs> I think that was it for Pete's story. I mean, he was here and there, but he did have a little story, and that was really it. Uh, I mentioned Roger with a ball and paddle. He was talking to Joan because... The after the Pete story, we see Joan, um, everyone giggling around Joan, and I didn't notice it right away when Joan walked out, and they're like, oh, that that's it. But Joan got engaged to her doctor boyfriend. You know, time has passed since 
the first season to the second season. So she obviously has been seeing this guy for a while, enough to get engaged, enough to say she's in love, and um, enough for all the girls to go Google Gaga for it. But she did go into Roger's office to see him. That's when he was playing with the ball and the paddle. Uh, and he was like, huh, you're finally going to this whole marriage thing. Uh, she's like, it never stopped you from having fun before. Uh, and so you could kind of see that he still misses her. Um, and he was making a comment about, you know, you'll see the, the sex goes away when you get married. Uh, and she's like, I thought you just didn't like Mona, not the whole idea of marriage. And she's like, I'm still around. He goes, we'll see. You won't be. He, he's basically picturing her, you know, eventually leaving. Um, I don't know, because as far as I know, she's on the show all the way until the end. I don't know how that changes. But um, that was really the most of Roger, I think, in this episode. It was funny because he's hitting the paddle and she's like, You're making, they're making a lot of noise out here. He goes, it's good. It, 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 they don't know what I'm doing. It, it gives them mystery. I don't know. He's, he's just always has the right answer, always kind of does it without really caring about things, like just nonchalantly smiling in a positive way. I mean, except when he almost died having sex with a woman. But uh, it's just, he's just the epitome of cool. You know, he does nothing, at least on the surface, nothing seems to get to him. And I don't know, that's why I love him. Uh, he's obviously a tremendously flawed person, but come on, this is television. I can enjoy a character. The big part, the big part of this story was um, Dawn and Bobby, that's her name, right? Which is Jimmy's wife. Jimmy is the comedian with the Ots Potato Chips, the insult comic. Uh, and Bobby is the manager slash wife slash uh, having uh, kind of pretty much an affair with Don. So she calls Don out of the blue, says Jimmy's got to uh, go ahead for a pilot. People are celebrating. You should come down here. I want to see you. He does. No one's there at the party. Um, and, uh, oh, there was something I missed. Oh, I was thinking like, wow, is this, is this how it's going to be? Is there going to be a new girl every year? Is this the quote-unquote new girl for Dawn? Maybe that's also a subtext for the title. Bobby's the new girl. Where's the old girl? Rachel. I thought, is she really gone forever? I literally thought that about two minutes before, boom, she shows up at the same restaurant, and he's like, Miss Mankin? She goes, actually, it's Mrs. Katz. I think that's the name. And she's there with her husband. A lot has changed since they last saw each other. And Dawn was a little like, huh. But it's not like marriage has stopped him, so what's the difference? But he always, I think he saw Rachel as the as the one he wanted to run away with because he told her she was the one he wanted to run away with. Um, and that's done. That is over. You could see that Bobby could tell something between them too because she's like, oh, you know, interesting. You seems a little cloudy in here. Like you could see that she could see it on Don's face that that affected him. Um, and they decided to, they, they hung around on A for a little while and then they, she said, I have a, you ever see the ocean? I have a beach cottage. Uh, we can go and, and have intercourse on the sand. I'm, I'm surmising. She said, I want to have you on the, on the beach. I want to have the cold sand on my back. Don's like, okay, let's do that. So the next thing you know, they're in a car and they're drinking and driving because that's not a big deal then, I guess. You know, Don's just swigging away and he kind of dozes off. And next thing you know, he's swerving out of the way and they crash the car. And I thought, oh God, are they going to kill this girl? They did not. She was fine. Don was fine. They were they were broken up a bit. They were uh, bruised and bloodied, but you know nothing too bad. No broken bones. And at the police station, they were like, "Look, man, um, your wife uh, said the whiskey was hers, but you failed the sobriety test. 
you were over the legal limit. Um, 1.5. I don't know how. I guess they had breathalyzers then, or did they just measure things? But he's like, and you know what? That's a $150 fine. So literally, Don is drinking and driving, and the fine is $150. He could have killed someone. He's like, there. You could have killed. There are kids out there on that that live on that street. He could have killed someone, and pay a $150 fine and be on your way. Is that really how it was then? Now, I don't know if people just didn't understand the effects of, of drinking and drinking and driving. I mean, Roger in the last episode just went home dry, drunk. They didn't make a big deal about it in the last season. Um, and this this police officer is like, you got to pay up $150. And Don kind of tries little subtle ways of bribing him. He's like, look, if I go now, I'll make sure someone gets the $500 to you tomorrow. And the police officer is like, it's $150 and you got to do it now. He only had $60, so he makes a phone call. And who shows up but young Peggy? She's there because I think he feels like he can trust her. He can trust her to forget about something, um, to kind of push this under the rug and forget it. And you you wonder, wow, he really trusts her. Um, he, she actually drives them home. She pays the fine, drive or pays the remainder of the fine, drives them home, takes that woman, Bobby back to her apartment and kind of lets her stay there for a couple of days to rest up and rest her black eye. She calls her husband and says she's at a fat farm because of some of the things he said and blah, 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 and we got to be on television and no big deal. So she buys herself some time to spend time with Peggy and basically covers for Don. Uh, and Don goes home and tells uh, Betty what's going on. I was in an accident. I think it was the, heart, the blood pressure meds with my drinking and I dozed off. All that's probably true, but uh, he just failed to mention that there was another woman in the car and where they were going and why they were going there. Um, he didn't call Peggy. He didn't upset her. So Peggy, uh, Betty, uh, Betty was upset, and rightly so, I think, this time. You know, sometimes I think she's a, she's a dumb-dumb, but this time everything seemed to, you know, make sense. She didn't have a great deal to do in this episode, but it was uh, her... Her anger at the whole situation was uh, was duly noted. I don't know if that's the right term, but it was it was the right thing. Um, so Peggy is keeping this girl up at her apartment, and you know they they you could see they come from a different world. But the woman was like, "Why are you doing this?" She's like, "Cause he's my boss, and it seemed like the right thing to do." Why are you doing this? Are you in love with him? No, I told you that already. And she's kind of a little short with this uh, woman. And she's like, you know, uh, towards the end of them staying together, she says, uh, I work as a copywriter. He, he got me the job. She goes, well, I bet you got yourself the job. Um, and she gave advice where she said, you know, don't try to be a man. You can't be a man. You're not a man. Be a woman, you know, and kind of uh, treat them, treat them as an equal, demand respect, uh, which I thought was good, um, a good bit of advice. But she stayed with Peggy for a couple of days. Meanwhile, they were getting ready for, um, I think it was uh, Pete's, Pete's father-in-law who has the uh, client that they pull in. So Pete said earlier in the episode, I brought in a big client, but I'm easily replaceable. The stress of work. Uh, and it, they didn't do a lot of business stuff, but they kind of were having a quick talk about um, who, you know, about working on a job. And Peggy was a little late, and she said, I'm oh, sorry, I'm late. I'll definitely have this by Monday. Uh, and everyone left, 
and Peggy stayed and looked at Don and said, you know, I need the, um, I, I, that $110 was a lot for me. He's like, oh, yes, yes, of course. He gave her $60 and says, I'll, I'll give you 50 tomorrow. And she says, thanks, Don, and walks off. That's the first time she ever called Mr. Draper Don. Um, during the whole thing with Peggy, we get a few flashbacks of her in the hospital. She had a baby. Now, at the same time, her, um, her sister is pregnant. So I'm just starting to wonder, I, I've, unless I mess, mess something up, they're raising Peggy's baby or that baby is the sister's baby. I am confused with that. I don't know if they were trying to tell me that, oh, that baby is actually the sister's because she's pregnant at the time, or if the baby is Peggy's, or if when she looked at the baby that first episode, she was just having flashbacks of her own baby. So maybe this baby has is gone, or maybe this baby, I don't know. I don't know, but then the, the priest gave her the egg last week and said, uh, you know, for the little one. So I'm, either I missed something, or, you know, I still think that they're raising the baby, I think. That's, I think, where some of the resentment is. But she's in a hospital, she's not quite sure why she's there. It was almost like you're in hysterics or something. Like, you're a hysterical woman, you had a baby, you, out of wedlock, you, you must stay here. So, you know, you could... I, at first I thought, oh my God, are they going back in time? And she was in the hospital even before all of this, but no, this was for the pregnancy. Um, later on in the episode, she wakes up in the hospital and she's like, are you really here? And there's Dawn sitting at the table, uh, basically said, I was you know, looking for you. You, you. you got a promotion and then you disappeared. Called your sister, called your mother. They said you're in the hospital for tuberculosis. And next thing you know, he's there. And he says, you need to um, do whatever they tell you to get out. You know, do whatever they tell you and you can forget about this. It is amazing. It is amazing how, or it'll be shocking how easily you could forget about this. That's Don, I think, thinking back to when uh, Dick Whitman officially took the Don Draper name. Uh, But it also cuts back to Peggy basically saying to Don, I don't want you to resent me. Um... You know, we could forget about this. I don't want you to think about me. Every, think about this every time you see me and you hold it against me. Peggy is saying, "Look, you can. You forgot about something for me. I will forget about something for you." I, I really think that's what was happening here, and that's probably one of the reasons why Don called Peggy in the first place. Because, look, Don knows something, and he would never say anything, and now he needs that same thing from you. He's like, "You need to keep this between us." So I think. That is, I think that that bonds them. Like when she said at the end, thanks, Don, and walked off, Don kind of had this look like, whoa. Um, But I think it was more respect than anything else. So I'll be interesting to see how Peggy and Don's relationship kind of evolves over these seasons. Do they become real kind of peers? I'm just curious because I love seeing Peggy showing confidence and not caring about what the guys think. I love that. Um, now there is a new girl in the in the office. Uh, there's a secretary there uh, that she, you know, she actually was trying to sex it up a bit. She had some buttons open. She was crossing her legs, and all these guys were showing up. And Joan pretty much put her in her place. So we don't do that here. You can, you know, there's plenty to do, but you don't have to do that. She's like, I'm sorry. Um, at one point, when Don finally showed up for work, he had a sling, and he said he fell down the stairs. Later on, he said he had a football injury, but he, she's like. 
Uh, Jones says, Don, this is uh, your new secretary. He's like, hi, gives her the hat and just walks right on by. He says, I don't even pay attention to them except after a month because there's been so many of them. So I thought that was really good. Trying to think if there's anything else in this episode. I feel like I covered everything. So Pete's having um, baby problems with his wife, but he's not even sure if he wants to have a kid. Roger is, you could see he's jealous that Joan got engaged and he feels like he's letting his girlfriend slip away, even though he's got a wife and kid at home. Uh, Don, obviously, car accident, and um, but he's still um, kind of with, I don't know if he's with this Billy girl, Bobby girl, um, but he's sad that Rachel seems to be moved on. That affected him. So Bobby's his new girl. Jane is his new secretary. And Peggy is a new girl as well. She's new Peggy. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Um, Betty, you know, she was just there. Uh, oh, but Betty did... The episode ended with uh, Don coming home, having dinner, but no salt. And Betty's like, what? Uh, the daughter, Sally's like, why can't Daddy have salt? And Betty goes, because we love Daddy. And Don just had this look on his face like, oh, like just guilt, where it's like, I have all this, and I do everything I can to F it up and push it away. You know, sometimes we've seen where th- maybe what he has at home isn't what he wants, and sometimes you see that what he has at home is the only thing he wants. So the dude is, uh, he's messed up, obviously. Uh, but right now you can see he felt some guilt for his wife and his children and the fact that he almost died just trying to hook up with this uh, Bobby woman. Uh, and at the same time, when Jimmy came to visit them, he was like, uh, you know, you're a good man, Don Draper. And she's just standing right there next to him, you know, he has no idea what's going on between them. Oh, Don Draper, you, you, you scoundrel, you, you lovable scoundrel. Um, I think, I think that's it. I think that covers everything in this episode. Um, I'm just thinking, uh, all, going through all the characters and the stories. All the guys like to meet uh, Jane. And she did finally uh, give a little back to Ken Gosrove because he's like, hey, um, meeting a celebrity. She's like, and what department are you in? He goes, what department? I'm Ken. Um, So she kind of pushed back on him like, I'm not thinking about you as much as you're thinking about me, buddy. But all the guys, of course, came to to introduce themselves because that's the welcoming committee and it's Sterling Cooper. Um, I think that covers everything. So with that, I want to say... Thank you very much for listening. Now, you're listening, but how can you do more than listen? Well, let's say you listen through Apple Podcasts. Maybe you could shoot us a review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. If you're on Twitter, you could follow us. Maybe shout out at, at MadeManPod on Twitter, at MadeManPod. Um, the website's fansonexperts.com. You can come to visit that anytime you want. We're open 24 hours a day. And let's say you use the... Um, the Anchor app, because we use uh, Anchor.fm as our podcasting home and hosting service. If you use the app, you can actually uh, interact with us directly through there. You can leave us messages. You can, um, well, I think that's all you can do is leave us messages. If you leave us a message, you will actually play it on the show. Um, I mean, you know, if it's not, you know, dirty. Um, I'm, I should get a cell phone. I should get like a phone number, a voicemail, you know, just to have it. So maybe could people, people could leave uh, voicemail messages. I mean, look, the amount of listeners we have, the the um, 
the, the idea that one of you will send us a voicemail or a message through Anchor, slim, slim and far between. But you can't do it if you don't have the option. So I'm going to throw it out there. And uh, maybe in a few weeks, we'll, we'll have a number to show you. But not today. Today, I'm going to go off and shop for bargains. I'm going to go to the dollar store and get a bunch of stuff uh, for my wife for Christmas. Okay, that's not true, but I am actually going to the dollar store right now because um, it's Wednesday. It's not actually Friday. You know, It's Wednesday for me. It's Friday for you. Um, or maybe it's after Friday. I don't know. But I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed a nice parade. I hope that everyone didn't freeze too much because up where I am, it's going to be freezing tomorrow and I'm supposed to be running a 5K. So I need to dress in layers, layers upon layers. And folks, that's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening. And thank you for coming along with me on this journey through the holidays as I yearn to become a made man. That's not experts.